0: Welcome to episode fifty-four of the Narrative Wargamer podcast. I am Tony Rhodes, and tonight I'm joined by Daniel Foley. Hello again, it's
1: me. All right,
0: and hello again, it's me because it's been oof, what nearly nearly six months. I think uh, at this point, a million <laughs> years. The last time it's we've been forty
1: thousand these... years into the future.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's quite been that that long. But yeah, it's, it has been a while, and I, I'm very conscious every time I say that on this show, it's something that I've said many times before. <laughs> um, but no, the, there's been good reason for it. So um, welcome back, listeners. Um, welcome back to the Narrative Wargamer podcast. Uh, it is good to be back. Um, we've been on a, a sort of a brief hiatus as life has been very busy, and uh, we've been deciding on sort of taking the show in a slightly new direction moving forward, which hopefully... Will soon become evident. So, for long-time listeners of the show, and particularly to our patrons, this will uh, seem somewhat familiar to some of our casual conversations, uh, bonus episodes that we've done in the past. So, the idea is that—I um, mean, first of all, if you're watching this on YouTube, that's one of the first big changes: <laughs> is the fact that the show is now on YouTube. And uh, although Dan has yet to see them, uh, <laughs> we I'm a little a nice- bit worried.
1: I'm very... No, I, that's an understatement. I'm incredibly worried about the photo. That I'm sure there's some sort of GDPR regulation that's being broken here about me having my, my face on YouTube somewhere, probably. Uh,
0: I'm sure it's fine. But yes, you'll, you'll be able to see some lovely pictures of our faces on the screen right now. And uh, yeah, so if you're listening um on the uh podcast formats normally then yeah obviously you won't see any of this but you're not you're not missing a great deal it's basically just we're putting the podcast out there now on youtube as well um so hello to our youtube uh viewers and listeners um and yeah basically we've got some nice nice new graphics and you've probably just heard some nice new intro music as well
1: Ooh, Ooh. I, I just, yeah, I'm going to make it up. Do, 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 narrative war gamers. We like war gaming with a narrative edge on it. Boop, boop, do, 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 do.
0: And now what Dan doesn't know is I'm going to use that.
1: Yep, that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, um, and I better get royalties as well. <laughs> I want all the royalties.
0: But yeah, so uh, we're sort of, I say, we're revitalizing the podcast a little bit, bringing it into the new sort of like chapter for Narrative Wargamer. And yeah, so we're, we're now on YouTube, nice new facelift to the show, nice new music track courtesy of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there will, of course, be some returning favorites. Uh, Dan has insisted that if the podcast is to continue, we still do, of course, do some fun facts episodes.
1: It's written into my contract.
0: Yeah, the Fun Facts episodes uh, will be making a return. I love producing those, and they'll still be a, a big thing on the show, really, because oh, they're, they're one of my favourite things to do. Oh, good <laughs> um But tonight, for the sort of first instalment, as it were, of our new format, we're going to, of course, be talking about 10th edition 40K, because it has now landed, and we've I, I know at least I've managed to play one game. I'm assuming, Dan, you've said you've played a game or two. I-
1: played three games as of recording which Sounds as of recording like, yeah as of recording because I know I'm playing one on Saturday as well so uh, yeah, my I, I, I
0: don't game, necessarily so. think this will be out by Saturday but who knows no. hopefully there's a chance it might be I, I don't know at this point the, the plan is these should be a bit quicker to produce and edit as well which means more regular content hopefully
2: so,
0: more conversation more 40k more fun um so yeah that's that's basically the sort of general gist of where we're going to be at so hopefully these will start going out regularly on youtube they'll continue to go out on all the podcast aggravators not aggravators no (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Aggravators. those aggravating they they sit there and go oh just wind you up all those
0: podcasts all those
1: podcasts oh how dare they
0: all the places that you get your podcasts, be it uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, where this is originally hosted and all the rest of it, but yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have our usual selection of guests on, it's just, just Daniel tonight, but uh, we will of course be rejoined at some point by uh, Red Tooth and um, Dave and a couple of others as well. I think um, Adam is going to be making a return at some point
1: yeah i like to think like a carnifix kind of in fourth edition i count as uh, unit strength of 10.
0: <laughs> dan has it will not die he yeah. will not go away
1: yeah though i definitely <laughs> feel pain definitely there's a lot of pain to be felt it definitely happens
0: um well yeah so uh, with that i guess we'll uh we'll just launch into it really because as i say it's uh it's going to be more casual more sort of freeform and yeah t- tonight we're going to start at least by talking about uh some of our first and early impressions of 10th edition 40k so uh what do you think dan do you like it better or yeah, it's right
1: yeah it's okay <laughs> <laughs> now i i am so far three games in uh there are some things i like there are some things i don't like and there are some things i'm indifferent about which is probably (laughs) puts me to a tee of how to describe forget so i can start with things i like i can start with things i don't like what would you like me to start with
0: why do we start with some of the things we do like
1: okay um let's start with points being power levels with extra steps let's go with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, that that is one of my not only, like, favourite changes, but also just really amused changes because it's almost like that's what we've been doing for literally years now at yeah, <laughs> this <yeah>. point already.
1: <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, I really enjoy it because I can now I'm now up to my 20th army list that I've made <laughs> with, just for the lols. Um, I really like it. I know there are some downsides to it, and I will come to that in the downsides, but for new people joining, great. Um, for not having random little tiny annoying points left over, great, uh, although you still can, there's still some issues with, with some of that. Um, and the, the, the my favorite thing is the, I can make an army list um, while drinking a cup of tea, and in the time it takes me to eat biscuits, which is a bonus, and I don't have to, yeah, that's the thing, if I have someone over and I wanna play a quick game, It used to take me a good amount of time to write up a list that I was not happy with, but just sort of that I thought, oh, this will be fun. Whereas now, um, it's so quick. And can I add, the app is good. Hooray! The app is good. The app works. It works. I know it's not, it's like tangential, but it works it's not rubbish. there's a few tiny mistakes but it's not rubbish.
0: yeah, I have to say like honestly one of my favorite like new things about the edition is actually using a 40k official app that works and works really quite nicely and you know not using Battlescribe <laughs> like it's it's done it's done as proud it has as Battlescribe, but it sounds like it might be at uh, you know, the end of life for that service. Especially if um, the app is going to be... Yeah,
1: I I have been hearing rumblings. Yeah, I have been hearing rumblings. I would also like to put the cynical point in me is actually, I think the reason why they changed the points levels to the way they are, it's got nothing to do with balance. It's got nothing to do with making more money. It's got nothing to do with any of that. I think it's because they couldn't design an app properly and using uh, multiples of 5 and 10 was easier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the only reason why i think they've done it it's like oh we, we can't we can't design an app well let's just make everything more full fives and tens it makes things easier
0: <laughs> all the point system is because it's easier to code
1: yes yeah that's exactly <laughs> why i think i have no proof and i you can believe me or not but that's what i think
0: <laughs> but, yeah, like, I I have been pleasantly surprised by the app. Now, I know that at this point, the list builder feature is sort of like in free beta, as it were, and it's not going to be free indefinitely. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that it gets rolled into as part of the one Plus subscription.
1: I think it is. If it, I think it is.
0: If it does, I think that will make the Warner Plus subscription... Really, just really worth it now. Like I know there's some people who have been, you know, dropping off it um, in the last, you know, six to twelve months. So I don't. To be honest, myself, um, I've sort of contemplated, you know, um, I mean, I don't think it actually is up and running for me at the moment. But I know I'm meaning to resubscribe at some point. Um, but if resubscribing gets me the the 40k app, you know, fully unlocked once it's. Um, out of its free trial period, then yeah, I'm definitely going to be picking it up again. I think.
1: Not not that I want to get on a massive rant about Warhammer Plus, but the the uh, I think the problem with people that people think about Warhammer Plus is they think they're getting more than they. It, it It's it's a matter of um, perspective. If you're happy mm-hmm. with paying the amount for a nice model and occasionally getting animations and like a vault of stuff, then wicked, but if you're purely doing it for one thing, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like that in the sense that um, funnily enough, the thing I've enjoyed the most out of it I think is actually the Lawmasters series. I really enjoy listening to the Lawmasters series, but I don't need to be listening to that on a month-by-month basis. I can no. just let them build up and then like, oh, I've, I've resubscribed and I've got a couple of months'
1: backlog of Lawmasters. Great. you know, That's a yep. cool couple of hours of content you yep. to listen to. I mean... I have a slight issue with Law Masters, as in I can't get through an episode without falling asleep because that man's voice is like treacle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and a good in a good way. Like he's not boring. It's just I uh, that man's voice is like treacle, and it's it's very soothing, uh, especially if you've got a headache. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Useful. Anyway, back to tenth. Um, so I knew this was going to happen in this new format. I am like a dog in a Whatever a dog uses to go mad in, I can't stick to a topic. I'm just going to go over here. Right? Okay. Over here. Now we're over here. Um, 10th. I, yes. So good things. That's where we were up to. Um, I very much like the points. I very much like the, 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 the rules. Um, there, obviously, there are, have been some teething issues. Um, mm-hmm. but in a, you know, that's, be expected but yeah um yeah i i I think the rules are are, um, way better the problem is and and this is what i find with all of the youtubey podcasty people who do all these sorts of things and now i yes i am aware i'm including Um, us the problem is this is what happens the new edition gets released everyone goes this edition's really good, it's really solid. That's great, isn't it? Fantastic. Six weeks later, the the first codex comes out, and everyone then goes, Well, I think this is great. This will be how the, all the codexes come out, and it'll be wonderful. I still like it. Roll on two years. This is rubbish! All the codexes are there so oh, this doesn't work. Oh. So I fully expect that to happen with this edition as well. Um, because it's not really the rules that make it, the game; it's, it's the codexes in that in that respect. But yes,
0: yeah, I have to say that is one thing that I think I've got the impression of is that most people, or there's been this shift where it's like it's easy to forget this is actually an index version of the game. Yeah, because yep. it is actually quite a fleshed out index version of the game, yep. and really, this is just we're in holding pattern at the moment you know yep. like you say 12 months time we'll be in that position where what six eight codexes will yep. be out and um, that roadmap I think was- I, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest I, I, I'm
1: going to throw out a prediction here I don't think the units are going to change much I think what's going to change is the detachment yeah
0: I, I agree that, I think it's will... uh, I think the data sheets will mostly be the same it'll be new units and maybe some tweaks to a couple of, you know, data sheet abilities, maybe, you know, our weapons. But the most part is they'll be basically the same. Uh, And it's going to be the detachments that come out that's going to be
1: the real changer. Yeah. And I'm intrigued because that's where I feel like... I mean, also, I'm super happy about that. That's another thing. I'm coming to another super happy thing I'm happy about, which is going back to a conversation we had months ago, Tony, which is, I can now make an orc army with all the different um, clan cultures in, and not give a monkeys about what anyone says. Not that I would anyway, but I don't feel bad about <laughs> having bad moon's goths, snake bites, death skulls, um, blood axes, and the other ones. Yeah. All in the, in the same army because it's an orc army. It should. And anyone who disagrees with me is wrong. And yeah, I'm that person now. But yeah, yeah, I I like that. I like the ability that I can have my Cadians with my Krieg. I can have, if I really wanted to, I could do an old school second edition Space Marine Army where I have a Crusade and I have uh, some Imperial Fists and some Ultramarines and this all in the same data sheet and just use them as generic Space Marine Chapter A. Um, And it doesn't matter, uh, which I quite like. So yes, that's another thing I like. Is there anything you like? Yeah well
0: so i do I do like that a lot like I like the fact that you know to use space Marines as the example you'll be able to field a ultramarines bike mounted army and use yep. a detachment that gives you rules for using fast units you know using bikes and yep. stratagems relevant to them without having to be white scars for example yep. but then equally white scars if they want could rock up with like a devastator you know focused, detachment and have all sort of like heavy weapons and so on just you know it gives players a bit more agency with their collections yeah you know i'm i'm
1: I'm looking forward to the the infantry platoons the heavy weapon detachments the armored fist detachments the i mean admittedly and i know this is going to sound great but admittedly i'm not looking forward to the the two months i'll be able to play with it before the edition changes again but um i'm not going to forgive them for that <laughs> they've done it to no, me no, twice. No. They've done it to me twice. They did it with me, to me with Skittari when the first Skittari book came out, and now they've done it to me with this, and it really annoys me. I was going to say a rude word, then, but
0: I didn't. It, it could be worse. You could have also decided to start a World Eaters army. That'd I mean, a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't, so that's good. I mean, it's fair I mean... to say
0: that you know, as expected, the ninth edition World Eaters Codex. Looks very much like what all the tenth edition indexes now look like yeah. in terms of the way it was played and built. Which, funnily enough, was also very true of uh, Chaos Demons. Yes. Um So we talk about how the points have changed and how everything is sort of like you know round numbered unit sizes and all the equipment's included for free. So it's just pretty much straightforward, like you know 150 points for this you know unit, yeah. 210 for this thing, blah blah blah. That's basically what the Demon Codex in ninth edition was anyway. Right, because okay, the demon units don't typically have war gear options in oh, editions yeah. past. Um and the uh unit sizes in the 9th edition codex got very prescriptive. It was like blood letters yeah. are units of ten, no more, no less. You know. Um the the only real options you had was the elite choice units, like blood crushers could be three to six, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Beasts of Nurgle could be one to three and that was the only, that was the only way you could sort of like maneuver the small points uh, differences in your army list uh, because everything else would be like well fleshhounds a minimum of five so they're this much you know blood letters are a min are 10 they will be 160 points that's it you know <laughs> um so I I almost got a bit used to that anyway with the ninth edition demons I mean uh, same
1: I mean guard towards the end anyway were this is how many points you get for everything. Um, regardless, before the book came out, um, and it's now a uh, paperweight—a um, <laughs> very nice-looking paperweight. Not bitter at all, uh, <laughs> in the slightest.
0: Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I, in the end, and th- this one is on me, not so much on Games Workshop. But I only ended up actually playing two games with the Ninth Edition Demon Codex because I yeah. picked it up. Not it. This was like when rumors of 10th edition was starting to circulate but we had no inclination that it was going to be an indexing situation so i was like i picked up the book and the cards and i was like i'd I'd started making an you know work on building and painting my demon army and i thought i'll get around to playing with them for the first time in maybe you know 12 months time from now i might have a thousand points and painters and i'll play with it and then index you know got announced that that was gonna be the case i was like right well i'm gonna play some games with this book before it goes out, but that that was on me. Like the demo itself, I think it'd probably been out for maybe ten months, maybe, before the well, indexing happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tony, you should feel privileged. You are one of two people I managed to get a game in with the new girl codex.
0: <laughs> it was a fun game.
1: It was a fun game, but yeah, it was. It, yeah, I didn't get a lot of time with it, which is a real shame because <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> you know, what can you
0: do? Well, um, so continuing like the other things that I do really like doing how and um, what they've changed, uh, especially when it comes to like thinking about how you make an army. Yeah. I absolutely love having characters
1: back in units again. Yes I know that's so good. It's so good oh, oh, gone are the days where you go, right, I'm gonna charge Captain So- and so and his unit of what's and what And then um, and then the unit goes in and the captain's just standing in the wind, just going. Lads, wait on, lads,
2: lads,
0: wait for me. Yeah. or oh. Now you're having to daisy chain back three members of the squad to stay in aura range of the character who yeah. didn't make it into combat. Yeah. Like, I am. Um,
1: I think the characters is one of the best rules they've done so far. Just because you can't, ki- unless you've got precision, you can't kill them until the the last thing. It's the last thing. That's it. No discussion. Unless you've got precision, done. World.
0: Yeah, like it's technically not even an option. Like, the rules state you have to assign damage to the bodyguard models yep. first. Yep. Because <laughs> I had uh, the situation come up. And I've, the very clever change from... It's so simple but clever from back in the days of, like, 6th and 7th edition, where you would end up with Death Star units with lots of characters, is the fact that it's limited to one character per unit in, yep, in really. most cases.
1: Yeah, there are a few. Like, God <clears throat> have... Uh, but 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 it is it actually says in the rule because I did look this up that it is a hard cap limit of two. You cannot uh, have is, is that's in the rule book. You cannot have any more than two characters in a unit,
0: regardless. Mainers like commentary or whatever it is.
1: Um, I, no, it is in the rule book somewhere. I will have to check it. Please, if if I'm wrong, I don't care. Um, but. But uh, um, I'm pretty pretty certain because we look. I looked this up for army construction because you can take so many additional characters in a guard army. Um, right. So it's like, how many could I put into this? Oh no, um, no. I tell you where it came up because there's a weird whether you can or can't with a space marine captain lieutenant and then something else like a banner or something
0: apothecary i think is the there's, there's a
1: there's a few there's yeah. a few different ones but basically you you can't it's two max so you can yeah. do what, whatever yeah. which is good
0: and um, i quite like how it, it typically seems to be that it's like you know one sort of like head honcho leader character you like a captain a chapter master a war boss those kind of equivalents and then one like auxiliary support character like an apothecary a pain boy a lieutenant yeah so it's not like you've got a captain and a chief uh, librarian, you know, like jumping in the same unit.
1: Yeah, um, um, and the the um, the only de- the only sad thing is that there are some combinations where you think that would be cool, and you just can't do it, like um, Terminator librarians. I'd like to have what librarians, I'd like to have one additional character with maybe, but that's that's a purely me selfish thing. I'd like to have an <laughs> additional character with. it's not a it's it probably it breaks the game, but um that's something that is worth looking at. I absolutely agree with you on that one. Um couldn't agree more. Try to think what else there is that I like.
0: Well so the other things I'm on this point though that I really, really like and <clears throat> It sort of harkens a little bit to the changes to um warlord traits relics and specifically psychic powers um the, i love the fact that everything has a prescriptive loadout now yeah everything that typically was in the nine edition codexes exist in the indexes somewhere so for example in the case of the demons they've got like um, they had like 18 psychic powers, because they had like a psychic law per god, minus Korn. Yeah. Um, actually, no, to be honest, they had even more, because they had um, the Shadow Discipline for Pelikor as well. So they they had like you know 24-odd different psychic powers. Now, technically, you would probably see maybe 10 of them across yeah. all of them, because... It'd be like these are the two good ones and then these are the four ones are mediocre Or you know, <laughs> these are the ones
1: sexy. we needed to fill the book up with
0: <laughs> yeah exactly right um whereas now those same six zinchi and psychic powers they all exist by name across six different data sheets yeah and in every instance each one of those abilities tends to be really good or useful for, for the thing value. that has yeah. it so you know it's no more like, oh, yeah, um, Treason of Zinch never got used. It was always Doombolt or, you know, um, uh, I can't remember anyone, like, like War Blast or something. Yeah. Um, well, now, you know, Cario's Fate Fateweaver has um, um, War Blast or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but now the Changemaster or the Herald on Disc has... Um, gaze of fate and the other one has uh, phantasmagoria or you know so yeah. on. They've, they all exist so even though the psychic laws are gone and you, when you pick a psychic unit you don't have options in terms of what powers it has you've got the options in the index if you want your veil of time or your death hex rather than saying this is my psychic I'm picking that power you go find the unit that has that ability and include that unit in your army
1: so this is where we're gonna end up disagreeing for the first time. Ooh, go on. I don't like the fact that the psychic phase doesn't exist anymore. And there's a reason for that. I have I have a reason. It's not just like me moaning because I want to moan. So I remember the heady days of third edition. And this is by the way, this yeah. is way better than third edition psychic powers, because third edition psychic powers, for those of you, you know, ladies and gentlemen listening at home. Uh, or watching on on YouTube now, uh, plugs, subscribe, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> the in the third edition, you didn't have a psychic phase. It was the psychic power was instead of your shooting attack. That's why it, this is way better because it's in addition too. But the the where I dislike the fact you don't have a psychic phase is that the. The buff and the and the um I don't want to say nerf, but I mean nerf. What's the uh, the, the one where you debuff? Uh, what's the <laughs> debuff? Yeah, buff and debuff powers basically don't exist. And what I mean by that is you don't have anything that it's it's all shooty powers. And yes there are there are abilities that have the psychic keyword, but this where is where it comes into my second point, which is there is no anti psychic thing, really anymore but yes you do get feel no pain saves against the shooting but for example if something had like a psychic ability that said that you like for example the space wolf liberon and famous armor gets a you get stealth and minus one to hit whatever there's no way of nullifying that there's no way of defending against that so he always gets it which is okay but when you take things like sisters and silence and Things that are supposed to be quite good at saying no to psychic powers, they kind of lose a bit of that, and that's that's where I it, it falls down. That's why I don't like it, but that's me. Just throwing my toys out pro.
0: Well, yeah, as I say, it's it's interesting to sort of see that take on it because yes, it is it is a big change, and overall, I'm all for it. Like I do like the simplicity of how psychic has been rolled into being more of abilities and keywords and special rules associated with weapons or abilities, mostly weapons. Yeah. Um, and there are some examples, like you say, of units that get feel no pain against psychic attacks. Flesh hounds are one. They have a free up feel no pain against psychic attacks. So it's nice. very, very hard to harm flesh hounds with psychic weapons. Yeah. And in a way that does open up some new tactical flexibility because you can't opt to turn off psychic. Like there are, so, so, for example, some of the Eldar and Thousand Sun units. They have melee weapons that yep. have psychic keyword. Right. Okay. Like, okay. It does. It doesn't specifically really do anything beneficial to them because. Oh, it's definitely the psychic a psychic keyword a, a, itself. A yeah, um, I mean, there are pros and cons. Like the Thousand Suns, their detachment rule gives their psychic weapons a bonus rule. Right. So there are ways that it's tied into stuff, but also equally if they try to hit flesh hounds with their staffs, you know, they've got the free plus three of the pin against it. Um, and it's interesting how certain detachments and rules do have um, abilities that, again, affect the psychic weapons in a way. So there's like the Thousand Suns stratagem, and there is a couple of demon units which make enemy psychic weapons hazardous
1: right that's quite cool
0: yeah so like if you're so close to the infernal enchantress I think it is um, she makes enemy units hazardous
1: I'd like to see more of that I don't think there's enough of that
0: I think that's something that will come with the codexes
1: Mm -hmm. um, and will
0: develop over time like I I think this is one of the things which will be influenced a little bit by the meta if psychic attacks and abilities become too prevalent then in 18 months time we'll start seeing codexes that are releasing regularly with um enhancements and stratagems and unit abilities that dampen or reduce or otherwise you know uh, counter psychic weapons and abilities and it is true as well that this has been toying and froing for editions past. It has for a long time because, um, and it, it's just it, it, it's come back to a situation where there isn't a specific psychic phase. It's a thing that typically takes the form of damage, like you know, weapons, but not yep. always. I remember. Um, I think it was it was either fifth or sixth edition. I can't remember uh, what you were specifically, but. I think it might have been 5th edition because I think that's when the Demon Codex first came out as its own codex.
1: Yes, I think um,
0: so. Bloodthirsters had a Collar of Cotton, yep. which gave them a 2 plus against psychic attacks, basically. Yep. It's like if they were hit by a force weapon um, or they were dealt damage by a psychic power, they are the 2 plus invulnerable save against that damage, which is yep. basically the equivalent of, yeah, you can't touch me. But... Hive tyrants or Tyranid psychers as a whole had the paroxysm psychic power, which is just a, a malediction as it was known, that meant yeah. that you hit on sixes in combat. So, all these all these hive tyrants would have to do is cast paroxysm on a bloodthirster, and suddenly he goes from being like weapon skill eight or whatever and hitting on twos to basically hitting on sixes um and just rendering woodthirster useless because he's never gonna end up harming anything because you just can't hit it despite the fact he's supposed to have this ability that represents him being immune to psychic powers
1: and and this is what i mean about this iteration of psychic powers is it's not the shooting attacks that i have in it like i like the feel no pain against that's great where it loses the sort of and this purely from a narrative point of view, more than anything, is where it loses me is the fact that I can't cast something on someone and then have the opportunity to try and have like a psychic duel with someone to stop it from happening, if that makes sense. And I know they've done it for ease of access and et etc. Cetera, et cetera, but it's just a yeah, minor and,
0: crit- Yeah, and I get that like to to my point is that these things are circular. Like this is nothing new. This has no, happened no, 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 no. in decades past, you know. Like I've been there before myself, being on the exact same side of this, thinking like, "Why is my, you know, uh, bloodthirster and not immune to this when he should be?" You know. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind that because I think where it's ended up as a whole is a better place. Like, is it, it's it's going to be impossible to come up with a mechanic that suits every situation. Perfectly, and I think that this is hitting nine out of ten, you know, marks. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah most yeah, of yeah. the time, so I think it's really good.
1: And, and like you said, I'm, I'm hoping they bring in some more hazardous stuff. So it's like, oh, this makes your powers—if your abilities hazardous—I'd be happy with that as a as a general rule. That that's quite cool. I, like
0: I mean, personally, I'm still undecided uh, where I fall on the fact that hazardous roll is one of the things you can use a commander reroll on.
1: I'm okay with that because nothing is more disappointing than watching Mephiston blow himself up with a plasma pistol. <laughs> and I know, I know, he doesn't die die now, but having done it several times in previous editions, it's not fun.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I think I, I like how it's been executed. Though I, I like the abilities spread across all the different units because. One thing that I think this has done a lot for is suddenly bringing life to a lot of models in the army rangers that just weren't seeing play. Yeah, um, because suddenly, suddenly the the key ability for a certain unit or the leader model that joins a particular unit is you know the infernal um, enchantress that you never you know had before or yeah. the um, the phobos lieutenant because you, yeah. you you had some phobos units but you never had a specific phobos lieutenant. To buff them because you had your chapter master buffs and so on which yeah. by the way before i forget and I, I just want to make one little point that's been bothering me so much when in all these places um that i keep seeing people online talking about how the games workshop previews lied to them about there being less re-rolls in the game <laughs> like I was very particular about this point when they originally released that article because I knew people were misreading it, and instead, as a lot of people tend to do, reading what they want to read, not what's actually written. Okay. Um, they never, like, as far as I could tell, they never particularly said less rerolls. What they said was less reroll auras. And okay. there, are, there are a I lot of I mean, that is re-roll. very
1: pernickety.
0: I know, I know, right? And I get it, but and, and, and I
1: I could take this from a, from a point of view of that's been written in a particular way to make people think it's that's rerolls.
0: <laughs> but I get the point that they were trying to address. Yeah, was yeah, the yeah, thing was that in ninth edition, because ninety percent of rerolls came from aura abilities, and that because they were auras, they were affecting multiple units, which effectively ended up with entire armies having entire sets of rerolls. Which is not what they have now. Basically, the only real units that have those abilities as an aura are the Supreme Commanders. Things like Abaddon, Goleman, the Lion. Like At their level, they've got auras that are affecting multiple units, potentially with rerolls and similar abilities. Yeah. But in most cases... But they,
1: but they should do, because they're primarchs Or yeah. slash, you know, uber-villains.
0: Um, But in the case of things like captains or librarians or war bosses they're only giving their buff to the unit they're leading yes and yeah. and in their case you know for various armies it might be that it's a reroll fine you know but it's not every single unit within six inches of that model and therefore yeah. five six yeah. units are getting rerolls it's one unit but i just it, it only <laughs> it only bothers me because I remember thinking that when I read it, and like you say, obviously it might have been worded in a certain way to sound more grandiose than it was. But yep. I did remember thinking, it's like, I noticed the fact they said auras, and then in the in the faction previews coming up, when people immediately start complaining, oh, "This unit's got rerolls," this says this has got rerolls, this has got rerolls again. They said there'd be less rerolls. Is that's not what they said? They said less reroll auras.
1: Now that you've got that off your chest, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could I could say I get it's like um it, it felt like uh Angron's aura of rage just permeating <laughs> through the screen.
0: Um I mean maybe it's just because as an orc and demon player I basically yeah, don't get nine edition anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I would like to add another positive and then we can move on to the negatives if you want. Um Go on, I man. am aware of time. But um, so positives, love the universal stratagem slash special rules. Thank God they're back. Um, As in the special, the universal, effectively the universal special rules. Um, Because I was fed up of reading 300 different versions of the same rule in codexes. (laughs) um, With slight minor changes, which made no sense. Um, But the reason why I, I think the stratagems are superb Having used rapid ingress, just mm-hmm. oh my goodness! So uh, bless him if he's if he's listening, Ben. Sorry, mate. I'm going to talk about the uh, the custodies that. I mean, he won. He won the game, but um, he was uh, using his custodies, He used their stratagem, which they have, uh, which is something along the lines of they get sticky objectives for one unit or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, so I'm going to use this to do the sticky objectives." And I went, "Cool." And then he went, "I'm now going to move away from the objective." Cool. I know. I know I'm, I'm going. gonna, I'm gonna advance away from the objective. Cool. You do that. You finish your movement. Yep. All right. My terminators is going on the objective. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh Rapid no. Progress. Rapid ingress. Amazing. Um, the other one I really like is. Uh, The new Overwatch rule uh, for being able to use that in the movement phase is amazing. Um,
0: Well, I think the biggest change with that is the fact that uh, you pick which unit is going to be doing the Overwatching and it's not just the thing that gets charged. It can be anything
1: nearby. Yep. Uh, The also big thing with that is mortars with Overwatch don't need line of sight. And on top of that, when they Overwatch... They always hit on fives, no modifiers, unless they're within six inches of a platoon unit, and they always hit on spores with no <laughs> modifiers. So See, every time n- I can fire my mortars every turn. Play a turn.
0: Yeah. I mean it costs your CP to do it, but yes. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and like for things like guard mortars, that's fine and thematic, and I think it makes sense, but I know there's already been some grumblings about Indirect fire weapons that are substantially more impactful than a guard mortar. Being quite, able to quite just, uh, being able, yeah, but being able to just, yeah, Overwatch at something anywhere whenever it moves.
1: So we are currently recording this after the points bump. Yeah, I think I think they weren't pointing properly. That would be my, that would be my sort of take on that. Um, I think they, you, you can't. Nerf indirect fire weapons anymore. Yeah, the point Otherwise, worse. because yeah. they come pointless to use. And, and yes, I, I I have massive biasness in this. I have a guard army, <laughs> but you can't do it to a point where they just become absolutely pointless to use. Yeah, like because
0: you, you've I'm already. What's the point? Them.
1: Yeah, um, I think they just need to be pointed as, appropriately. And mm. I even now, I still don't think they've been pointed appropriately. Um, I think they're still too cheap, but.
0: Well, we will find out, but I have to say, one of the things that I've liked about the stratagems as a whole, both Universal and a lot of the Detachment ones, yep. is the introduction of a lot more of these reactive stratagems. Yes. Like, obviously, things like Rapid Ingress, Overwatch, um, and Heroic Intervention in its you know, new 10th edition form, yep. they're all more reactive play stuff than just yes. I, I get tougher or better You know, at what yep. I'm currently doing. <clears throat> Um, and I think every detachment like all these most detachments, have at least one stratagem that is kind of a like out of phase reactive, yeah. you know, ability um, for that army, uh, yeah. and that's really really nice to see.
1: So I, I absolutely agree, and the fact it keeps me doing in the game in my opponent's turn all four that is good. Shall we move on to some negatives? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I think we've, hit, we've hit a couple, but go on,
1: let's hit some specific rules. On. Right, first one. Stop putting secondary missions in the rules. I hate them. Can I just have a mission where it says, at the end of the game, if you control this objective, you win. Can I just have that? I just want that. For narrative play, I just want, here's some objectives. Here's a couple of nice little special rules like fog or, you know... Um, space marines in their underpants come on whatever i don't care just stop using secondaries for narrative and say yeah it's for narrative or crusade stop it i don't need it i don't want to, if i want to do that i'll play matched i'm happy to do that just i know just stop please because i just want to if i want to do a siege scenario What I don't want to be interested in is whether I have claimed or shot particular units at a particular time of day on a Wednesday afternoon during, you know, uh, the summer solstice. I don't care. I'm trying to assault the walls. It's so immersion-breaking, and I hate it. Ran over.
0: Have you got that off your chest now? Yeah, I've got
1: that off my chest now.
0: (laughs) Because I will say as far as secondaries go for match play stuff i do think uh, incorporating incorporating the tempest style equivalent of secondaries into what is now essentially the gt that. missions yeah i think makes the actual strict match play stuff a lot more interesting
1: yep love it and but... i'm not against secondaries i want to make that clear now i am not against secondaries <laughs> what i'm against is I'm assaulting this fortress. Oh, I've got a nip over there and claim that objective and plant a flower and eat some chocolate. I'm not interested. My objective is I'm trying to get over that wall. My objective on the other side. That's my objective. End of the game. Oh, look, I've won. I'll even stretch to, I'll even stretch to, you claim it in turn two, you get a point. You claim it in turn three, you get a point. You don't claim it in turn four, you don't get a point. I'm I'm happy with that. That's fine as well. Just stop trying to make me do other things while I'm immersed in assaulting a fortress, or dropping onto a planet, or defending a toilet from <laughs> a car. <of> <laughs> I don't care. Just stop it. <sighs>
0: I can't. I can't tell if that was meant to be a Jurassic Park reference or not. <laughs> it, it,
1: it could have been. I don't know. I just. I've, I'm so fed up. And I know why. That they, it's. It feels like they're trying to appease the tournament players, but they're never mm. gonna play narrative stuff anyway. So just drop it and write a load of well, scenarios with, with just simple pick. because that, that that has two benefits. One people old oh grog grognards, is that it is that the word that you Grognards. That's the one old neck neckbirds like me can go, Cool, I'll I'll just play that game. But if you're a beginner, that's way easier to learn than I've got to take five points for putting on some underwear, and I've got 10 points for liking the color blue, and um, 20 points because it's a Wednesday. I, I just... <laughs> right, yeah. I mean,
0: admittedly, it. I think it's an interesting choice to have included secondaries as a component of the combat patrol format.
1: Yes, I, I think it should have been done very much in the case of,
0: yeah. I now, like, like I say, I, thankfully, and this is, a, this is a positive, is that it seems like perhaps that narrative support for these kind of missions might be in the pipeline and might be on its way because 12 months ago, I was starting to lament the fact that seemingly, the Crusade mission packs had stopped being a thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. Games of wasn't producing them, and we started getting some Warzone books and Axe of and all the rest of it without specific um crusade support or things designated for your know narrative play now admittedly things like the entire boarding actions format arguably <laughs> is narrative play yeah. and for the most part boarding actions doesn't have secondaries yeah I'm, that, just, I, I, that just has the go do this thing in each mission
1: yeah i've not played boarding actions just because um i can't afford the scenery.
0: Um, yeah, uh, time and financial investment.
1: Yeah, it's, get well, it's not that like I can't afford the scenery. I just don't want to buy and pay. I have a Necromundum table. I don't really want to buy another set of walls that I have to paint yeah. I, don't, I don't want
0: to. Um, um, but, to that point, and I was genuinely really surprised when it was first announced, was the existence of the Crusade Tyrannic War book from day one. It's so you good. Know, yeah it is uh like, that's I, another I positive that we've
1: got another positive tony that's another positive yeah. tyrannical book well like i, really I said like,
0: <laughs> like when we're, we're, we're not typically very ranty you know podcast like we no. are very positive no. and yeah um on the whole i i really enjoy 10th edition i really enjoyed the releases i like the indexing format and i'm really really pleased to see a, a crusade supplement from day one like here is support and it's
1: and and it's, for and it's not it's not a half-baked one either, it's got... No. So if you haven't seen it and you... So if you didn't pick up the Leviathan uh, box or you haven't got the Tyrannic War Book, get the Tyrannic War Book because it's done in the same style slash format as the Octarius books. And you know we like those. They, they, yes. were, they were very good. I liked the Octarius books a lot because they had... Uh, sort of campaign medals. They had um, oh, they had uh, skill trees, almost new uh, battle scars and upgrades. They've got all that in legendary there. Legendary missions. Yeah, yeah, they're really it's, it's really really good. I would I that get that is a definite plus point. The hmm. I really like and the background's really cool. And I want to know Tony. I I don't have a copy of the Tyrannic War book, and I know you do. But there's a lovely. No, that's picture.
0: because you've got a copy of the Leviathan. I've got yeah. So <laughs> I've got.
1: This is what I want to know, and I know again, this is me being rubbish for podcasting. But there is a picture in the back of the Leviathan book, and I want to know what it is because it's big and scary and bug-like, and I don't recognise it. And I think it's one of the new NID units. And it's it's a it looks like I tell you what it looks like. It looks like the Queen out of Aliens when she's all like. um on in a little cocoon thing, you know, where she's sort of like all her arms are strung up. Um yeah, so It'll you know be at the mean, very so... back of the book if it's there. And uh, no, like there's, there's a last page. No, the
0: last you've got
1: page between here. Uh, if you've got the last, if you've got the Leviathan book, check out the last page. You'll know what I'm talking about because it looks. I want it. It's very cool. It looks very.
0: There's some very nice, you know, John Blanche artwork of the Emperor, as always. I like
1: the John Blanche. <laughs> John Blanche. The
0: legend. Yeah, we 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 hope he enjoys his retirement. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah. Um but yeah, like said so the uh, so I do want to make a point as well that when we say like, you know, support for crusade and talking about that being narrative play, um, I, I don't want it to come across as being that you know Crusade is the only way to play
1: narrative. No, um, it's not. It, it's um, not at all. And um, and th- this is where I feel like if you want to play some decent narratives, this is what I mean about this is where my rant came from earlier. It comes from a a place of love, which is there are some missions in previous editions going back that are superb fun to play. They're not balanced. They're, they're not balanced at all, but I'm, I'm thinking of um, some of the missions we've played, like the Sandstorm one that we did, and the you know with that 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 the the, the retreat one. That's fantastic. Uh, apart from well, the secondary. No, that doesn't have secondaries, did it? It didn't. No. So again, it didn't that have secondaries. No, it didn't have secondaries. Doesn't need. Now, it. I, one of the things that
0: is really good to mention is that all the missions in the tyrannic war book and if you have them the crusade packs from Ninth edition um because for one thing missions are still very much compatible like oh, it's yes. just about yeah the actual mission formats of just be here play you know on these objectives score these points that doesn't matter what format of uh game mechanics you're using for the game 8th and Ninth edition missions still work perfectly well with 10th edition ah.
1: And so yeah, your third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. What? So exactly. You don't what mean I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I totally get it. What I was going to say, Dan, was that um, I unearthed the other day um, at my old dad at my dad's house um, a copy of the fourth edition
1: <gasps> Battle
0: Missions book,
1: The best edition. In, no, it is fact. It's the best edition. You can fight me for it. I won't turn up, but you, it is the best edition.
0: You, you can fight you for it as long as you fight playing fourth edition rules.
1: Yeah, yeah, fourth edition rules. Because cover <laughs> cover rules. Oh, another positive. Love the new cover rules. They're almost fourth edition-y. That's why I like them. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I absolutely agree. You don't have to play the missions. And I think... I think as a community we need to stop getting hung up on that because i feel like that's very much come from the youtube influencer type and I, again i aware i am aware of the irony of this
0: um, <laughs> well i mean but... that's why we're, tra- we're trying to showcase stuff on the channel here on youtube with you know like the battle reports that we we use the missions as so on from like crucible of war and um I, the plan is to do some battle reports using tyrannic war and the missions in there um, I cool. have to read through them. There are some really fun ones. Um, but one of the things to mention about all sort of Crusade um, format missions is that they don't have secondary missions associated with them because no. the intent with Crusade is your secondary missions are your agendas that you're picking in order to earn experience on units. Which means if you want to play Crusade mission as a standalone game, you can do, and it's basically... A thematic narrative mission with no secondaries, because you're not using the agendas.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically that, yeah, that's how I would do it. Just don't bother with the agendas. Um, yeah, and it would work fine. Um, a lot of the missions, that, a lot of the missions are really interesting as well. And and might I add, the crusade, sp- the mission special rules in the crusade missions are really fun. Like, yeah. they've got some weird sort of, like, I can't remember. I think one of them is, like, bio hazardy, rotting, fleshy <laughs> thing. It's one of the first missions in there, and it's, like, you, you can't be near. If you're near it, you can't use certain stratagems because of the smell or something along those lines. I can't remember. Um, but I like that. I like anything funky um, to be able to make the mission a bit more thematic in that respect i think that's
0: quite good um i mean yeah. so the other the other thing worth pointing out is that as a as a channel and a podcast as you have done deep dives into a lot of the crusade and narrative content and so on throughout ninth edition the tyrannic war book is as you say it's in the it's in the mold of the war zone books you know um but it is by comparison a relatively simple one Which makes sense, because it's the first one of an edition, and it's effectively the core rules for Crusade. So it isn't as complicated as some of the stuff that you got in Wars of Faith, or Plague Purge, and something like that. And actually, I do think um, some of the rules are interesting, but relatively tame, in the sense that they are simple and straightforward, and that is good to start out with.
1: Are are we going to mention my favorite thing, which is the monster hunters slash um, predator rules? (laughs) I I can't remember the the wording of it, but you can basically, you choose a skill tree and you can tailor your units to, uh, and this is where the sort of like, uh, so if you're familiar with the previous Warzone books, you would get a, a keyword each time you fall in that war zone. So it's yeah. very much I've noticed as well. And we mentioned this before, Tony, I don't know if it was on a podcast or just me chatting to you. I think the idea is, cause it even tells you, and again, this might not be in the, 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 the tyrannic war, but it even tells you how to run an event. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, wow. Like if you want to do this as a, have this many, it says, it even tells you how many games would be a good amount of games to play over an event. And and it's not many. It's not many. Um, it's less than I would have thought would needed to be. Like, so for example, going from the old guard book, you would need to play. There was a bare minimum you would have to play before you could get any of the um, any of the cool Com- accommodations accommodations like because because yeah. you had to win a certain amount as well as play a certain amount. And I think the minimum was like five. Um, whereas this is very much a case of, I think, like it's one game per player from my memory, which is uh, I think one game per player is the amount of games that you're supposed to play. As in, not one game per player, that's it. But <laughs> each player has to play one game per number of players. So I think the idea is you play everyone at least once.
0: Yeah, it's essentially a round robin format. Yeah, um, um, within. But that's in Tyranic War, like that yes. is in, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's a little campaign system. But again, yeah, it's that is simpler than say the campaign system in um, Vigilant, not Blaze, Vigil- um, Vigilus Alone, Rift War, and the Sorry. other stuff yeah. by the end of. Um, Especially like the awkward, think, the uh, Octarius
1: one was like. All- I like. Don't don't worry. The, like don't don't get me wrong. The the Octarius campaign system, if you're used to running campaigns, was great. Yeah, if it was not, definitely,
0: yeah, it was not the starter campaign. It was the, no. this is for your second or third or fourth campaign.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I would still run that campaign. I would still, I I, I would even potentially run both at the same time so you could have the Tyranids have their own <laughs> little thing in. But that's another, that would be another podcast for me. Um, yeah, I really, really like that. That is a big plus for me this has turned I, I was assuming we were going to talk about good things bad things but it's literally turned into I like this no I don't like this I don't like this oh, I don't like this, oh, I don't like this. Oh, it's alright
0: <laughs> um, well what, uh, one uh, thing then to sort of make sure we do touch on because it is uh, another key new component of 10th edition um, having played a couple of games uh, I played one myself you say you played a couple how are you finding Battleshock love it
1: absolutely Same. love it I um, absolutely there is well. there is one minor tweak I would quite like but it's it's a personal thing and apart from that I love it and I and actually my personal tweak could end up ruining being the whole balance of the game <laughs> but I wish it lasted for the whole turn and the reason I wished it last for the whole turn, and by turn, I mean not just, I, I, I don't mean the player turn, I mean literally the whole turn.
0: The, the battle um,
1: round. Yeah. yeah, the whole battle round. Um, is because you could pick, so for example, I'll give you an example of where it doesn't really affect anything. Um, your opponent in their turn shoots a vehicle with a unit inside. Cool, okay. They get out, they're battle shocked. Ooh, that's bad. Yes, it is bad. It's your turn now, they're fine.
0: Yes. Yeah, I get that, because that if that unit's not below half strength, yeah, they don't they automatically just test become, again.
1: Yeah. Now I, yeah. I get it for stratagems and things like that, but but a lot of the time it's you've blown up a vehicle and now they're just Okay, they can't claim that objective, but they can claim it from my reading, and I could be wrong but as soon as it gets to your turn, they're fine, they claim the objective.
0: Yes, essentially. Um, it, that is the one thing as well, which I am I feel like I'm not sure whether I do or don't like the sequencing on it, because, like you say, it feels like anything that your opponent does to try and force out-of-phase battle shock seems, at first, on the face of it, less impactful, because it doesn't matter... If I make you take a battle shock in my turn, like so, say, say you're on an objective, yeah. and I'm my plan is to run up to that objective, and I don't intend to kill your unit because maybe it's super tough, you know, and it's a it's a bunch of Deathwing Terminators or whatever, you're yeah. like you know, just something that I'm not going to kill. Yeah. So my plan is well, if I battle shock it, then you can't hold the objective. So all yeah. I have to do is run up and then I have it. Hooray me! But it doesn't really work like that because. If I have to, as with most missions in 9th and 10th, if the scoring is I score at the start of my command phase, yep. if I Battleshock you and I control the objective in my turn, yep. that's fine. But as soon as it passes to your turn, your unit is then not Battleshocked again. and yep. no. Which means they still control it in their turn to score their points. And by the time it gets back around to my command phase... I don't control it. So I, I have a
1: stop. I have a fix. I have a fix that would, would be a fair fix. If you are battle shocked, you 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 have to make another test. You you don't automatically
0: Uh so if on, it was if you're um, below half strength or yeah, were if battle you're, bat- shocked or or you're battle shocked
1: at the start of the turn, you have to make another battle shock test.
0: Because then, Interesting. Yeah. then
1: you've still got the option of passing, but also there's that there's that potential of you not passing, and then battle shock becomes a real problem for yeah. for, for things. Um,
0: so I found that the two the two places where battle shocking out of phase um, is really useful is one any mission where the scoring is done at the end of your turn. Yep. Yeah. Because that does work. Then does like work. I battle yeah, shock yeah. your yeah. unit. I run up and onto the are. objective. I score at the end of my turn. Great. I don't care if you take it back in your turn. I've scored because it's end of turn scoring. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Which does mean as well, it does have play in the fifth turn for the player going second. Yes. You can battle shock your opponent's units and score at the end of your turn in a mission. Again, I'm fine with that. That's quite cool. Yeah.
1: That makes it very sort of like, oh no, that's dangerous.
0: Yeah. It's the crucial moment. It's the final push, you know, and so on. Yeah. but the other thing that makes it really good um, is for the whole they can't use stratagems on them. Yes. Which, at first, obviously, you think, like, okay, cool, so maybe they can't, you know, use armor of contempt or they can't give themselves exploding sixes in combat this phase or whatever. You're yeah. like, okay, great, you know. But the big thing, and this became evident to me when this happened in my game, was as, as a melee orientated army, Yep. I charged two enemy units with my con demons yep. um, and I had some plague bearers went in as well and I had the sloppity bile piper
2: hey.
0: who um, his ability is that at the start of the fight phase all enemy units within six inches of him have to take a battle shock test right and what happened was the unit he was in combat with failed their battle shock test and therefore couldn't use strategies right. on them Yep. Which suddenly meant there wasn't going to be a counter offensive strategy. Yes, be used yeah, on yeah.
1: Them. absolutely great.
0: That was huge for me because I was like, right, I've charged two target units, and this is like early terms of the game. People have got CP. It was into two big units of 20 orc boys. Yep. And all of a sudden, Dan couldn't use counter offensive to just pick whichever unit I didn't pick first Yeah, to clobber. And actually. Even though it didn't have anything to do with objectives that turn, the fact that I battle this twenty, you know, boy mob of orcs meant that they didn't just turn around and clobber the plague bearers and the bloodletters before they got to swing.
1: Yep, I, I agree that that's where it's useful. There is a, there is that. I just think there, some uh, I, like either something it lasts for the full turn, or as I said, if you're battle shocked already, you have to take another battle shock test to become unbattle shocked yeah would be good um just because then it's like it it makes it really makes a difference oh can we all have a a cheer that orcs now uh can actually be played um because of the morale working hooray um that's a good thing um
0: yeah actually to be fair this is one other small thing as well i really like is the fact that um there is for me personally anyway and the way i Played the game and you know, I mostly play, um, you know, like fun narrative missions and so on, yeah. Right, um, we all
1: know about we, we all know about um, three DACA jets, Tony. No, nah.
0: we... I, jet. <laughs> I own one DACA jet, and I only Whatever. ended up taking two to that event, and that yep. was an invitational. Whatever, and I came second with a dot list. No, it was two, so... yeah, two, two,
1: two DACA jets, Tony. That's that's your your name.
0: No, the final had one. I had one Wazbot <laughs> in the end, that was it. That's Chris. Damn. I played him. He, he brought a freaking Lancer Knight to that game, and my Gorkadot punched it out. <laughs> um, But <laughs> that aside, is the fact that the general rules of the game, there isn't much to decentivize big unit sizes now, like no, yeah. there has been for the majority eighth and ninth. And that's for two reasons. One, the change to Blast in the sense that even five-man units are giving up an extra shot to blast weapons. So, when you look at taking units like Orcs or Termagants or Guard and things that can be used of 20, you're only actually giving up between two to three extra shots at most
1: Yeah. against whereas blast before, weapons. Whereas previously it would have been like, oh, you're now shooting everything at me. Oh, yay.
0: Whereas before it had been, you roll 2d6 and you get any number versus just getting 12. Yep. You know, now it's just, you know, X amount plus five or plus six. But even if you were the minimum 10 man unit, it would still be plus two. So the difference yep. is only like, let's say, two to three extra hits. So it's not actually like you're suffering massively from that.
2: No. Right.
0: And then secondly... There's far less objectives in the game, both in missions and in the secondaries, that require you to do actions. Yeah. So there's, there's less need for these, like, action monkey units and taking everything in minimum sizes yeah, because I, you're giving I, up.
1: I, I was never sold on unit. actions. I, I like them in... Weirdly, I like them in narrative games if you are... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... They, if you're arming
0: work. the bomb or turning off the yeah. shields. Or, yeah, you're
1: turning off the shields or you're arming the bomb or you've got not, a GM. Not
0: investigating signals in the four different table corners.
1: Yeah, that seems, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate that rule. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like that. Um, and and actually the actions, so in the objectives and, and the scenarios for the rules they're very much the actions are inbuilt to, if you're here and you don't shoot you can do this, yes. which is much better than what it was, because it became again quite difficult to remember what you, you exactly you were doing, which unit is. You know, yeah, it was it was it was getting a bit silly.
0: And then, additionally, the fact that large units are actually the best way to get the most out of your buffs and characters now yes because one the leader units means that typically characters are only buffing one unit as opposed to multiple yeah. and you get more out of having one 20 man unit getting the buff than no sorry it's better I know for what the you mean. Game, yeah. yeah yeah it's better it's better for the game that you get 20 models in one unit get a buff than to have 40 models all get a buff because each one of them has one member of their one unit telling yeah. it within six inch of a character. Yeah, going, I'm here now. So, yeah, so it's like, yeah, technically you're getting less buff than in the days of Auras, but the point is that's on one 20 man unit rather than ten five man units.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So I actually feel like taking mobs to twenty boys and so on, or 20 guards or, twenty guards, or twenty gaunts or whatever, is worth doing and I actually like Seeing that on the table, again.
1: which is why I'm now working on getting know, how many guardsmen was it at last point? Count a lot. There's a lot more a lot. guardsmen on the way. A lot, and because they're all separate—that's the hilarious thing. Because they're all separate data sheets, I can take 120 Kadians, 120 Death Corps, 120 Catchans. Not that they're awful um, models, rules and 120 bog standard infantrymen, and it still probably doesn't come to 2,000 points. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't because it's not. It's like 400 just something. Lost. Yeah. yeah it's, it's
0: um, here's an interesting point then to sort of like um, start uh, bringing things to a close for tonight, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Give us a few little um, like personal winners and losers in terms of. Unit compositions and projects. So, I'll give you some examples.
1: Okay. So
0: for me, as an orc player, and as I imagine many orc players have done recently, for the first time ever, I bothered to paint my run turd.
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> <I don't> now <laughs> yeah, a required vibe.
0: part of Gretchen units.
1: And toughness 5 Gretchen in combat.
0: I mean, yes, but I think that's another <laughs> an side. If
1: if anyone thinks that that's not getting FAQ, you you don't know how this works. <laughs>
0: just... I so the the fact that you know Gretchen require a run herd model now as part of the unit, which makes sense because it comes in the box, and you know he's not an attached character; he's just a member of the unit. Yeah, so, but I get better get my run herd built and painted now. Then, yeah. Um, um, I same. I've got
1: one. Oh, so sorry, sorry, Tony. After you.
0: I was going to say, the other one is uh, generic mech boy. Not big mech, not big mech with force field, but just mech boy is uh, one that is now just like, oh, need to build and paint a mech boy because I need that plus one to hit ability on units that only he gives out.
1: I've got another one, but it's a slightly different reason. Um, And it is orcs again. Uh, The squig boss. Not the big war boss, but the the knob, which comes in the box... Which was an independent character for some strange reason, is now with the unit, which made no sense previously, but it's now with the unit. So you can charge with the unit that you get a box of, which why did they make him separate? I don't know. Yeah, he now um,
0: leads the unit.
1: I'm trying to think of other things that I... I Here's
0: one, though, that I'm very very sad for within within the orc range. Yep. That is the poor, poor tank busters.
1: Oh yeah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> go, I know go, what you mean.
0: Yeah. Going from being a five to fifteen man unit option, where yep. everyone simply has a rocket launcher. Yeah. Now being a prescriptive five man only unit. That's yeah where one of them has to have rocket pistols and one of them has to have a tank hammer.
1: Yeah. They're
0: it's rubbish. such a shame it's it's not only the fact that yeah it makes the unit and I, I, useless Yeah, I, how many people actually have tankbuster units that had not, the rocket yeah. pistol yeah. Tank
1: yeah. no because they were awful like they look awful like there's several reasons why you didn't have them mm-hmm. one of them they look awful two you could only take one I think anyway in the, previously so I can't yeah. remember but, but, but yeah it was better off uh, yeah that is sad uh for me i've not got too many units like that i'm trying to think um
0: i'll give you my one the... last one as well Go on. then, because that's it this i understand is a um like acceptable necessity of indexing you know and the yeah. way they changed units and so on uh, but for me death killer war trike
2: yes
0: he is a leader unit now. He's not yep. like a vehicle that's designed to be resilient enough to run around on its own. Yep. He
1: goes in a unit well, of bikes now, doesn't
0: he? Yeah. The only thing he needs is war bikes. Guess what yep. I do not own?
1: Oh, no. I've got two boxes own, of them. Yeah, don't <laughs> own any war bikes.
0: Uh, because well you have to buy some now. Yeah. You yeah, need to, me, to he used to yep. run around with the buggies. Like, he ran around with the boondackers and the scrap and so yep. on. And now, if I put him on the table... He'll probably just get shot off the table.
1: Okay. So um, I, I can tell you why I don't have many. It's because they got rid of a lot of the units that, I, that I've that i already had this process happen in the previous book. If yes. that makes sense. So, uh, some example weird vein psychers. I've got tons of weird veins. Well, I've got a unit six. Can't use those anymore. So I rebased them and they're primary psychers now. So. Yeah, lots um, of yeah, I've got yeah, enough of those. Um the other thing. Oh yeah, no sad panda, no conscripts. Um however, again, this is where you can find workarounds, okay? So people, try and find workarounds. Don't get sad. Get workaroundy. So um <laughs> I've got yeah, get inventive. I had lots of conscripts. It was fun. They are now my infantry platoon. So they they are I just use them as, a, they're not Cadians, they just are the infantry platoon, so yeah. they, they look like White Shield, they've got, too, they're have got just yeah. White
0: Shield, yep. They're too green to be Cadians, like they've not learned the discipline
1: yet. Yep. Another example of a workaround, which I was quite proud of myself for thinking of this one, is in the Leviathan box, there is a really cool lieutenant with tyrannid bits on, and he's his own thing. And if you read his rules, he's very fun. He's got like um, uh, effectively can't. He's got loner, so he can't be shot with it over twelve inches. He makes a brilliant lone wolf for space wolves. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, so he that was another cool idea. So if you've got any lone wolves and you think, Ooh, as long as they're in power armor, yes, yes, I know there will be people with ones with tunnel armor, but yeah um,
0: and admittedly i've also been looking for my own workarounds so for example i have a unit of five tank busters but they're all yeah. armed with rockets
1: yeah um, i wouldn't be surprised if that box gets redone next because it's, think yeah. it's the only fine class one left for them like a main um, box i i mean i don't mean characters i mean unit yeah, box.
0: A, there is the weird boy at least but he's not a unit. yeah he's yeah. a character you're right. I think the Tank busters are probably the only one because it was them and the Commandos were kind of the last holdouts.
1: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they either become a kill team or whatever. Yeah. Um, can um, we yeah. have so, a my, minute my... silence for oh, for Wolfen, please? Um, <laughs> for Wolfen, and... they're just terrible. <laughs> they're just—they're not even—they're not even worth taking as a cheap chaff unit. They're just rubbish.
0: Well, just wait till even Russ comes out of the warp in sometime in the next twelve to eighteen months, and then there'll probably be a whole detachment for Wolfen that'll come with him.
1: Yep, with a great big bushy beard.
0: <laughs> um, and then there'll, then there'll be some mean somewhere about him standing there with the lion facing yeah. down Tyranids or something you have never seen before, and it'll yeah. be like, "Never thought I'd be here dying with the lion." <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: How about that of a friend? Oh, don't, don't push it. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, that, so for me, the, the tank busters, like what I'm doing with them, the four boys with rockets, they're just going to go in my boy mobs. Like Ooh. They're just going to fill out my bodies to bring my units to 20. And I don't mind having two boys who probably won't fire the rocket that often because any turn they advance, they can't fire it. Fine. But any turn they don't advance... I can just fire off a rocket at you know some opportunity target, and it might do some damage. And particularly, little things like the big mech, who now gives reroll ones to hit. Oh, yeah, that's and cool. Rockets, rockets in his unit, they get little rerolls. And then the knob, who's got a rocket launcher, he's now, for the meantime, until Codex comes along and potentially changes it, he's going to act as a spanner in my Burner Boy mobs.
1: Nice. I like that.
0: Because the spanner has either a custom mega blaster, a big shooter, or a rocket launcher.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, that works.
0: So he's, yeah, he's basically just going to be, like, the leader unit for my... And I happen to have four Burner Boys now. Like, I have four orc Models of Flamers. So, by putting him in as the spanner, I can actually field a unit of Burner Boys.
1: That's really cool. I like that.
0: So, that like, I found little inventive ways... Yeah, to,
1: I mean, you, I mean, you, you can... That's the thing. You can, get, you can make workarounds. Like, I... Added in some sergeants, some boxes to the to the white shield, and now they work as it, it is doable. It's a pain, but don't chuck your models away just because GW told you to. Work around it. Count as. I mean, I mean, this edition. If anything, I would be very. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw this out here, Tony. I think this edition, more than any other edition, promotes counts as. Because of yeah, the sheer amounts that. of, well, it's like Terminators—they have accursed weapons. What does that mean? Anything you like? <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, uh, and that's what I mean. It's very much oh, counts as because of there's all sorts of things yeah.
0: going on. Heirloom uh, weapons and
1: uh, yeah. Oh, and
0: to, to be fair, an, another sad one for Orcs is the the uh, all the combi weapons. Becoming what are now the new versions of combi weapons. Yep. It's terrible for orcs because we actually have to roll to hit now.
1: Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, they don't get scorched. oh yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, an orc combi good.
0: scorcher isn't a scorcher, it's now a one shot ranged weapon that hits on a five.
1: No, that's that's not good.
0: That's no, bad. That's yeah, really yeah it is bad. I've, I've, I feel bad for uh, like one of our regular attendees at the Crucible of War has his 10-man uh, unit of combi-scorcher knobs that used to go around near palming everything. And Not
1: now, anymore, he doesn't. <laughs>
0: no, he doesn't. Not for the meantime. I mean, again, he oh. might just repurpose them as a fancy unit of burner boys.
1: Yep. Oh, Tony, can you hear that? Can you hear that? Yeah, that's the world's smallest violin playing for all the Space Marine players who lost their Horus Heresy options. oh. oh. Oh no, oh, sad. <laughs> Don't care. Um, and and th- This is another thing with Legends, right? People have got it in, in their heads that you can't use them anymore. Who said that? You can't use them in competitive events or, and I get that people play them in, ma- people use match play as the sort of like standard. So basically, that what was really odd is they said, yes, loads of things are going to Legends, and it was only the heresy stuff and demons for some reason. So all my all, all my guard stuff, which I was expecting to go into legends, didn't go into legends. But I had would...
0: heard that it seemed to have come down surprisingly harsh on Space Marine players. Like yes, heresy.
1: that's well, that's that's what I mean. It's all the Space Marine stuff went into legends, which I can see if you're a Space Marine player and you play competitively, that might be upsetting. But if you play narratively, then fill your boots. Play yeah. as many Leviathans. Yeah, I mean I would play any, but if, if someone if someone came to your event, Tony, and bought their Heresy Death Guard or Heresy Space Walls or, and they wanted to use it and they wanted to play like, oh, I want to play my Heresy Marines against Orcs and Eldar and Tyranians, I'd be like go for it. Bring all the Leviathans and all the things. That would be fun. I'd, I'd be alright with that.
0: We we had someone bring um, a, I think it was a seven dreadnought list to huh. Earth crucible, but every dif- every dreadnought was a different chassis of dreadnought.
1: Nice, see that <laughs> that's fine. I, I yeah I, I there is a legends bit and then there's a forge world bit. So technically, and as I was explaining, we were chatting before the podcast, and I said that if you're going to there's an event in Canterbury run by my mate Dan. Who, which I've now I don't know the name of it, but because Titans are not legendary units, I can take one to a tournament.
0: Yes, but so admittedly, like I know that is still a thing. Like yep, all, all the Adeptus Titanicus units in yep. 40k were still like playable because yeah, I, I mean I suppose the argument is they still exist in the 41st millennium; they're not yep. gone from the Heresy no. era sort of and,
1: thing. The other thing is with that. What well, I, I this is another plus actually. Um, I like the fact that the Titans are pointed appropriately now, um, <laughs> because previous editions they just went ah, two thousand points. Are they though?
0: They get it <laughs> a, bit, a bit like with the original Forge World Greater Demons where it's just yeah. Like, if yeah, the common yeah. is eight hundred and eighty-eight points. The Why? Because I said 99. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A predictably, the most broken one was the Sneshi one because it was only six hundred and sixty-six. Sixty-six. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I like that. That that's so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be going to an event with a with a Warhound for Lols. Um,
0: well, I mean, as a whole, I'm really looking forward to playing more 10th edition. I've not had chance to play a lot of games well i haven't had a chance to play plural games Mm. yet, (laughs) but i will do very soon um and i'm i'm looking forward to trying out units and you know upgrades and leaders and enhancements and in the near future detachments like i would i would love to think that if right now orcs have you know um the war tribe Uh, detachment right now, where the the army rule is simply, all your melee attacks have sustained hits one. I would love to see a Daka tribe detachment, where it simply is, all your ranged attacks have sustained hits one. One.
1: Yep. That's it. Or Speed speed Freaks. I can see Speed Freaks being in detachment. I can see... All your weapons
0: gain assault. Yep.
1: I can see... I can even see things like a Stomper... Not Stomper. a. Dreadmob, which is all dreads, and it's got no other detachment rules except for all dreadnoughts, killer cans, and uh, Gorkonauts and Morkanauts get the battle line keyword. That's it, there's no additional rules to it, it's just you get back, so you can yeah. take more.
0: And then um, obviously, you
1: get six
0: specific stratagems, strategies. and
1: yeah, but that's fine because you're not piling on, yeah, like you're not getting the extra attacks and stuff. I mean. I'm that I'm okay with because you're just having that one rule for the detachments. My worry is that they go here's six rule on this one detachment. That would be I hope they don't do that. I hope they keep it mm. to one rule.
0: I mean, yeah, my my guess is I mean what I think the example of the most complicated detachment is probably the space marines one. The actual combat doctrines is probably the one with the most layers to it as a pure
1: army rule though, isn't it?
0: No, no, oh, no, uh, that, no the that army rule is a,
1: a, a for moments, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Like Because that one effectively is like three mini-rules in one. Yes. And yeah. 50% of the stratagems also relate to what state of the, yes. um, yeah. the thing yeah. you're in. Now, some armies, there's pretty obvious options for what they're going to do, and some are really unknowable and interesting. So, for example, the Tau currently have one option, which is Kai Yun. So it's pretty obvious there's going to be... Mm. A I model. wonder
1: what the other option will be. <laughs> or one of the other <laughs> options. Ah, yeah. Or Farsight Enclaves. Or yeah. Enclaves, depending I, on where you're from.
0: If, if they bring in... I, I cannot remember the tower word for it, but if they bring in the third tenant, uh, which is the Patient Hunter... No, is it not Patient? No, no,
1: it's that's... Lo- so-
0: lo- the lone Hunter. Oh!
1: Um, could, you,
0: could you imagine if the Detachment Rule was simply all characters have lone Operative?
1: That would be cool.
0: Like that. but like so that for example seems quite knowable like it's obvious yeah. that they've only got kai on now they're going to get on car at least yep. as another option yep.
1: and Which likewise
0: it seems you... obvious to be speed wire
1: yeah and an like option. guardsmen is reg- regimental detachments. so oh you want a mechanized force here's a mechanized force Oh, you want a, an artillery force here's an artillery force oh you want a tank group force here's a tank group force
0: um but then on the opposite cool. up- but then on the opposite end of the scale I think there are some armies that are going to be really interesting to see what they do with them otherwise because one that I think I will either absolutely love or be very sad about depending which way they go with it is the Chaos Demons because right now their detachment is just like you know um, it's like warp, uh, warp Breach or Warp Assault or something. Yeah. Uh, basically the detachment really is just they can deep strike 6 inches rather than 9.
1: Yeah, cool. That's quite um, a cool rule
0: but what else do you what else do you do or could you do with demon detachments without just God's, going here's uh, because if I was God, say God without just
1: going specific' just going here's
0: the calm one here's the zinch one here's the Nurgle one here's the snake.
1: I, I genuinely think that's all they'll do with them I think it will be yeah I think they'll do they'll what they'll do is corn I reckon five is a good amount right so you've got corn slanesh, Nurgle... Uh, the other Zing, and then you have Belakor yeah. as your fifth. And yeah, then right. that's it.
0: I mean, it'll be interesting to see where Vashtor lands in 10th edition. Oh, that could be sick. Yeah,
1: I mean, where, where, which he, faction is he in at the moment? Well, he... at
0: the moment, he's technically in Chaos Space Marines.
1: Right.
0: Okay. But yeah. is he going to be CSM? Is he going to be Demons? Is he going to be
1: I, Black- I I think he'll be CSM because he is because of the demon engines. That would be my thought on it. Yeah, it's
0: it's interesting to see. You know, I I just I know they're probably gonna do one of each god, but in a in a non-prescriptive world, like in a world where, technically speaking, you know, blood angels. Don't have to be blood angels, do you know what I mean? Like, anyone can use the blood angels. Oh, detachment. yeah,
1: I mean, they could, I mean, they could do like something like demonic incursion, or...
0: they could do something like you know, this is the really aggressive demon, yeah, detachment. or this is the really demon, demon,
1: demon world, demon world, it's the demon world attachment, yeah. or any of the those would work. Demon, demon host, host is up. yeah, might be cool.
0: Where you've actually... The idea is your army hasn't come through for a warp rift. It's actually been uh, bound to mortal vessels. And, and it has now emerged at this point as an army by bursting out of its mortal, you know... I mean, that,
1: that's in interesting. Um, the Nid ones, I could see them doing the different stages of a Tyranid invasion. Yes. So Vang- Vanguard, Assault Beasts, Monsters, that kind of thing. Um... The one I'm interested in is what they do, because what I don't want them to do, and this kind of sits with what you've just said about the gods, what I don't want them to do is them to do sub-faction specific data sheets. So I don't want them to do, um, here's an Ultramarines one, here's an Imperial Fists one, here's a, a Black Templars one, because... What I want them to be able to do is, I want you to be able to, and, and, and less so for the marines, but for say something like orcs, for example, I want to keep it so generic that I can paint my blood axes as blood axes yeah. and my goths as goths and have them in the set. Because I, I have an orc army planned, which is going to you be... You'd
0: rather have a speedwire and a, a beast stagger tribe than a evil guns detachment and a yes. state-type
1: detachment. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I want my Orc Army to look like the United Colors of Benetton. Um, yeah. I, I want it as many colors. That's the problem I find with Orc Armies, is they're not colorful enough. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: they're not a rainbow. They are. They should be, all. Oh, look, there's the yellow ones, and there's the blue ones. And where are the purple ones? I can't see them. Oh, there they are! You
0: know, uh, that kind so of thing. Not, don't get me started on purple. <laughs> um...
1: But yes, that's my opinion on that. I think we've covered everything. We covered everything? Try think is there yeah, anything else?
0: I, I think we've come to a, a good natural uh, sort of conclusion for tonight anyway. So yeah, so that—that that is generally what a little bit of uh, what the Narrative Wargamer podcast is sometimes going to be like now, probably most of the time. We've got, let's say, a few things planned for like fun facts episodes will still be coming back and so on. But it's been nice. It's been more casual, more just a conversation. I've um, enjoyed it. It's, yeah, it's nice. And I'm hoping that this format lets us get these out a bit more regularly and actually we can do this a lot more. Uh, and it's just a nice chance to, you know, sit and chat hobby without being so prescriptive about reviewing a book or a codex or a you know yep. new release. I mean, we have talked a little bit about like the tyrannic war book
1: tonight. Yeah, I, st- I, I still think it there's room. Like- yeah, I, I still think there's room to do that, but in a more casual way, uh, almost like a casual conversation.
0: <laughs> it's almost like I had a good idea a year ago. <laughs> but now I'm deciding to implement it. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you very much to those of you listening. Thank you very much to those who are watching over on YouTube. Uh, and if you are there, then please do give us a like and subscribe. Um, and uh, you'll be and able to...
1: and hang on, I've got to help you out here because they've got that dingly dong notify thing. Because if you don't do the notify thing, it doesn't. Actually, send you any of the YouTube gods like hate you and put you in some sort of YouTube purgatory. So do the notification, all notifications as well, Tony. Sorry, hate to butt in there, but yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't
0: forget. That, that's right. Yep, Dan's public service announcement to avoid yep. YouTube uh, purgatory. Make sure you click the dingly dong.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, in addition to doing all of that. We do have a Patreon, you can go support us over there, it helps us produce the show, it helps towards equipment, things like the battle reports, and a number of the publications that we can then do reviews for, and everything else, because, lo and behold, we're not on the previewers list, we don't get free stuff sent to us, so our (laughs) our Patreons help us a lot in that regard um yeah and uh you can also support us by going and using the affiliate link below to go to element games and buy your all your hobby stuff from them because that way we we get a little kickback and again it just helps support the show um and for those people on youtube you will have already been able to see our uh socials handles and where you can go find us but dan where can people find you
1: uh on instagram at garage is exactly how it sounds um look me up i've just finished building a warlord type which was hard <laughs> <laughs> so yeah at gary chubbit on instagram
0: and as always i am at narrative wargamer on pretty much all platforms but yeah that is where i am on instagram and, and here on youtube so um yeah thank you everybody for listening and i think i think that's everything for now so uh without further ado i think we cue the the outro music the probably once again new
1: outro music. Do, do 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 outro music of the narrative war gamer. We have war games and narrative and outro music. Do do do.
0: And clipped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: uh, yeah.
0: Until next time, guys. Which hopefully, we'll be very soon again, hopefully. Then, uh, yeah, this has been the Narrative Wargamer Podcast. The new Narrative Wargamer Podcast. Helping you to discover yet more ways to play 40K.